to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Joining me now on the show from Calgary, Alberta, it's country group Nice Horse, and they have a brand new EP out. In fact, it's their debut EP called A Little Unstable. Joining me on the show now from Nice Horse, it's Brandy Caroline and Krista Lee. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Dave. Wonderful to have both of you here, and of course, there are four of you all together. Uh, not joining us on the show this time around is Kaylee Deborah and Katie Marie. Yes, that's correct. Four Wild horses make up one nice horse. <laughs> That's amazing. And I read in your bio that you like hot dogs, all of you, and horse puns. So I'm sure I'll hear a few of those. Those are our two main interests. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I love the uh, name of your debut EP. It's the perfect fit, a little unstable. Did the title come pretty quickly? Did you guys, was that like your first idea? Or did you have a few? Well, you know, it was um, it was a matter of trying to narrow it down. To be honest, we just we are a fount of horse puns. <laughs> we probably had about twenty horse puns <laughs> in the running for the name of this record, but a little unstable really did flesh out to be the perfect one because it does kind of describe us just in one great horse pun. <laughs> perfect title and uh, the ep is up at itunes now for anybody who wants to get it uh let's talk about uh, everything that's been going on first of all uh pretty exciting recently is uh the tom cochran tour his mad mad world tour which you guys were a part of and uh, tell me about that tell me how exciting that was performing with uh, uh canadian legend tom cochran it was incredible um i think it was it uh, it exceeded our expectations, which is ridiculous because we we were we were so excited going into it, and it was just it was our first tour as a band, um, and and just the best experience we could have asked for. Tom was amazing. Um, his whole band and crew were just so welcoming to us, and and um, and we had the best time. Yeah, what can, what up and coming Canadian band can say their very first tour was opening for Tom Cochran. Not many, and I feel like we're pretty lucky that we get to say that. What a great start uh, as far as tours go. I mean, that's amazing and just wonderful. And there's a clip online. Uh, it's at YouTube and your social media sites. Uh, singing All the King's Men with Tom Cochran, and beautiful job on that. Oh, thank you. It was it was such a great experience. He's so He's so easy to collaborate with, and it's it's something that we really value because I feel like we learned so much from Tom on this tour and from the rest of the band as well. They really took us under their wing and, and any, any chance they had to like impart knowledge upon us or just hang out with us. And so that we kind of got the vibe and knew what it was like to be on tour, a tour of that scale they did. And we mm -hmm. were so happy to, to tour with them for that reason. There really is a lot to learn about uh, the music business, right? So when you get together, the four of you, best friends, and you know you love to sing, but along the way now, you've learned a lot about, uh, you know, how you, uh, how you move ahead in this business. 
Absolutely. I think, well, all four of us came from different projects to form this band. So this, this is a new band, but, but we're to the music industry. We're not new. So the, the great thing about that is that we all bring um, some very diverse, but, but um, music industry specific skills to this project that beyond music that we all really contribute to make this like this band a, a really well-oiled machine in a way on the on the musical end and on the business end of things well and we uh i think we kind of made all our mistakes in our past project <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we made all the mistakes <laughs> so we're, we're we know a thing or two now <laughs> or at least we That's think perfect. we do. <laughs> Which might be even da- more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let's talk about the history of the band and the four of you getting together. Like, Take, take me back to uh, how far all four of you knew each other and then when you decided to uh, put the group together. Um, I mean, it, we go back years. I, we've all kind of, because we've all been in the music business, um, for a while, and and in the in, and all lived in Western Canada. We kind of would just encounter each other every now and then. We've been a, a support network for each other. Uh, Brandy and Kaylee toured together when they were solo singer songwriters way back very, in the day. Yeah, our very first tour across Canada together was I did with Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to stay on Katie's couch um, when I was in Vancouver <laughs> every now and again. <laughs> Um, I like we and so we actually formed the band on a girls songwriting trip to Hawaii because we just we went as buds we went as friends and and we ended up writing a bunch of country songs and the the rest is history I guess and at the time um, we were all in our own separate projects and one of which uh, was a project that Krista and I were actually in together so we're we've all been really interconnected and we for a long time called ourselves musical allies because we we all loved each other and loved each other's projects and wanted everyone to succeed and so when this finally came together as something that you know actually had real promise and potential it we couldn't think of a better way to actually support each other was to be able to do it together and come up musically together we couldn't ask for anything more that's amazing, and I want to ask you about. I was going to ask you about writing in Nashville, which I will. But you mentioned writing in Hawaii, which which sounds amazing. Uh, weather-wise, for starters, tell me about songwriting in Hawaii. Well, we. I think what it comes down to is um, we have a very hard time taking vacations because we're all workaholics. <laughs> so we. Uh, <laughs> So we just move our songwriting sessions around to uh, to beautiful locales. Yeah. Every every vacation is a working vacation, <laughs> but we we love it. And Hawaii has become a bit of a tradition for this band because because we formed in Hawaii, you know, on a on a fun uh, girl songwriting trip. Now now we like to try to get back there as much as we can to remember that, you know, as as amazing as things have been and how, how exciting it is to have all these opportunities. It's nice to, to kind of go back to where you started and, and remember that at mm-hmm. one time we were, you know, we were just four, four women in this industry working separately. And now we're, and now we're one big group together and it's, it's nice to be there together and, and, uh, and, you know, let loose a little bit as well, I suppose. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> 
Now, what about writing in Nashville? Because, of course, that's where uh, so many songwriters and artists go, of course, to write country music and to connect and network and, and perform and all that stuff. Uh, tell me about the experiences you've had so far in Nashville with songwriting. Well, I think that we we went to Nashville last year for our very first time, and it was such a surreal experience for all of us. None of us had actually, with the exception of Katie, none of us had been to Nashville to write before. We had done a lot of writing in Canada and some in L.A., but none of us had actually been to Nashville to songwrite, with the exception of Katie. So it was really such a such a great, surreal experience to be there. And I know for me, like that, that first trip that we took down there um i i had the opportunity to write with uh patricia conroy and i mean patricia conroy is wow is is like you know someone that we listened to growing up like she was Mm -hmm. someone that i can remember having like you know in my cd player all the time and and it's just it's really um quite the experience to come full circle to like be think back to as a little girl listening to that that music by that artist and then getting to sit down in a room with them as a peer and and create something really amazing it's it's a great experience tell me about writing specifically right now with Patricia Carmoy because she's been on the show a ton of times and you know everybody in country music knows her and and recently of course she uh, among many cuts and recordings she's had but she had that big cut by Reba God and with my Reba, girlfriend, yeah, which is amazing. so amazing. Yeah, it it just it was it's nice to to work with artists like that and who are like you know who used who are like artists that were big and like when I was growing up and are still doing really amazing things. Like mm-hmm. Patricia is a really great example of such a great Canadian songwriter that that is inspiring to to Canadian artists who come down to Nashville to write with her all the time. It's pretty it's pretty cool. It's it's awesome to be in these sessions, you know, with people who you're you look up their their bios and and look at the work they've done and and it's you know there it's a it's a little bit intimidating as a musician, but then you often yeah. get in a room with them and, and they're they're just lovely people, you know, like they're it's just we had such a great time down there. It was it was really fun to to be able to do those kinds of collaborations. And what's the process writing with Patricia when you get together? You guys, I'm sure, uh, came into the session with uh, some ideas, some hooks, some lines. Yeah, it's kind of the same when we go in with any with any co-writer. We like to to bring a few of our own ideas into the into the mix because we want to write something that is very nice for us. We want it to be something that reflects who we are as people and and the message that we want to send in our music to to our audience. And so we like to try to bring in a couple of ideas that are distinctly us and and build on those ideas. The great thing about songwriting with um with a lot of co-writers uh particularly in Nashville I and mean, we co-write with people in Toronto um everyone's very interested in in writing something that's authentic to us because they know that we're the people who have to sing it and if we work on something that's really us and collaborate on it together, um, it'll be something that, you know, we'll, we'll speak to, to our fans. That's awesome. And it's so great when uh, a band writes their own music, because as you said, you connect with the fans. It's stuff that's coming from you, stuff you've experienced or have seen others experience. And uh, we're getting closer to you through those songs. 
Yeah, well, and I think that I, for in a lot of ways, it's especially in this band, we feel very uninhibited, and it's possibly the the reason for it is because as as four friends, we don't censor ourselves when we write together, which means things can get pretty racy at at the <laughs> beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we or whatever the case may be, things right. get. You know, we don't censor ourselves at the beginning because we want to make sure that everything we truly have to say and everything we truly feel is is all out, is all in that guitar and is all out on paper so that we really do get the most accurate message across because we don't want to be scared to say something. Well, and when we were starting out, you know, we we weren't writing for anybody. We were just writing for ourselves, you know, like mm-hmm. we were we were just mm-hmm. four friends in a room having a good time writing just and and it wasn't for any particular thing we just kind of we were just doing it for fun Mm -hmm. and and it and it worked and And now we try to capture that (laughs) when we when we write now because we want to capture that same thing um and we always try to remember that we're when it comes down to it we're always writing for us right and the, the great thing you said there about not censoring yourself, especially early on when you're writing, no matter what crazy idea might come out, uh, if you just let all the ideas out, something good is going to happen as opposed to thinking it's not a good idea or it's too too much. Uh, you just keep it inside and, and it never gets a chance. Absolutely. You don't want to ever be scared to say something. And I think that's true of songwriting and life in general because you never know what good may come out of, of just speaking your mind. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, let's turn to a song from your debut EP, which is available at iTunes. Uh, the EP is called A Little Unstable, and first song we're going to play here is Pony Up. And uh, tell me a bit about Pony Up. Maybe, Krista, you can tell us a bit about the song. You bet. So this is one, actually, that we wrote in Nashville. Um, with It was a co-write with, with two great writers called uh, Todd Clark and Emma Lee. Um, and it was it was a it was a riot to write actually it was really fun we are a big fan of obviously the band's called nice horse and so we're a big fan of of trying to work horses into our <laughs> song titles wherever possible as well so this is a great example of a song where we kind of started with the title and uh, and worked our way back <laughs> and uh, but we we're pretty proud of it. And the great thing about this this title is that it does it's not just a title with with you know a horse pun in it. We are these girls in this song. We're the ones who are just totally broke, and we find a way to go out and have fun, anyways. Let's hear that song. This is Nice Horse and Pony Up on In the Country.
That is Nice Horse, Calgary, Alberta's own, and the song is Pony Up, available on their debut EP called A Little Unstable. And uh, you mentioned one of the co-writers on the song being Emma Lee, and I believe Emma is, uh, I know she's a great singer-songwriter, and she had a great song that I loved called What Would Tom Petty Do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she fits right in. She's, she's an honorary horse. She definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> Amazing. I've seen her perform at uh, a couple of things, and uh, yeah, she is awesome. Uh, let's talk about some influences of all of yours, and I noticed on your Facebook page uh, that you had posted uh, three of the influences, uh, Patsy Cline, Dolly Parton, and the Dixie Chicks. Tell me about uh, them and, and what they mean to you guys. Um, I mean, we're definitely, as an all-girl band, I think we're we're definitely really influenced by by strong women in the industry and country music has no shortage of those. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that and for, for not us, only are these women strong, uh, they're songwriters and they've got all three of the acts have a long list of hit songs. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if we could have careers like any of those ladies, we'd be happy. <laughs> Do you cover songs? Do you put a nice horse spin on any of, uh, any of their songs? Yeah, we we do actually. We love to play covers. We feel like it's a really great way to connect with with uh, country music of the past and country music that's current. Um, and we feel like it makes us better better artists for really getting to know those songs. And we actually perform covers of of Dolly Parton, Patsy Cline, and Dixie Chicks, like all three, and and more than that too. We love to we love to put a little bit of a 
a nice horse spin on on some of our favorite country songs. And let's get specific. So uh, we'll focus in on both of you and sort of your, your backgrounds in music, because as you said, all, all four of you in total have done so many things separately. But we'll start with you, Krista, and uh, tell me a bit about uh, your musical background. Um, so I was, uh, I'm originally trained as a classical musician. That's my deep, dark secret. I play the nerdiest <laughs> instrument in classical music, which is the bassoon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I started getting into, into pop actually when I met Brandy. So she and I have quite a history together. Um, cause we, we were, we were in a, in electro pop duo together for quite a while. So, wow. uh, so I, and I grew up, you know, on, on 80s pop and and Bruce Springsteen and and that kind of stuff. I I was mm-hmm. a city girl for sure. Um, so uh, starting country band was something that I never thought would happen. But um, but it's been a blast. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who kind of forces us towards back towards the synths sometimes. I think in in the studio. Right. But <laughs> it's great to have a bunch of influences in a group because you can, you know, put so much, so much into it and just different shades of music. Now, uh, Brandy, what about uh, your background? Well, you've got the two horses here that come from the classical background originally. Um, I'm also a classically trained musician, Um, not on an orchestral instrument though. I'm a classical vocalist and I did my, my degrees in opera before turning to more popular forms of music. Uh, and then and Krista, Krista's story and mine merged quite early because we started the indie pop band together. Um, but growing up as a little girl, I'm I'm a I'm a country girl through and through. I I grew up on the farm. You know what was the the music that was always on in my house was country music, like all day every day. And I it really has permeated I think every little bit of my soul. And so this so having this band really feels like it feels like home base for me so so it was really I can't be I couldn't be happier to to be in this band with these women and playing the music that I've I've loved since I was a little girl yeah country music no matter what age you discover that really does uh, get into your soul and your heart and uh, you just really you kind of get addicted to it because it's so great and you just want to hear more more and more of it that's totally it. <laughs> I couldn't have put it better. <laughs> I've been a fan Especially all my life. Who's... And, uh, yeah, it just, there's so much, whether it's classic stuff or newer stuff, there's just so much great country music to listen to. Oh, yeah, we absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to talk about uh, back in 2016, and I'm sure this year you've got a ton of stuff lined up as well. But uh, in 2016, you had a chance to perform at Juno Fest. Country Music Week, and the Big Valley Jamboree. So you've had a chance to be on some pretty big stages. Uh, how does it feel getting up on those stages and you've got crowds in front of you and you're performing? What kind of thrill is that? Well, Dave, I have to be honest. We've, I mean, some of those shows, being such a new band, were, were some of our very first shows. And it was really, really exciting to be on on those big stages at such an early stage in, in this band's career and in this band's lifespan, um, it, it's, it's a bit surreal to be up there and, and be having these, these crowds and being able to play our music. 
and, and spread that message to, to that many people at such an early stage. But we never, we never, it's really important for us to, to never take that for granted because we've all been in projects for years before this where, you know, we've, we've been in, we've been touring, hammering the road, like touring across Canada in the dead of winter, you know, with chains on your tires going through the Coquihalla and getting to get to that show where you played for two people and the bartender. So, I mean, we feel like we, we never take it for granted. Some of the amazing opportunities we've been getting in just, in just a year, because every one of them has just been so fun. I mean, we had, we, we like to have fun wherever we go. That's pretty much a given, but you can't not have (laughs) fun at the Junos, the CCMAs and Big Valley Jam, right. am I right? Any names stick out as far as people that you've met that, uh, you know, you were a little either starstruck by or just it felt great to meet them at last? Well, you know, this is this is going back a couple of years, but um, I, you know the band Farmer's Daughter? Yes, love them. I remember them well. Yeah, so, so Angelie Kelman has become a very dear friend of ours, but, oh, um, but certainly the first couple of times we encountered her it was like I know Brandy you know had farmer's daughters posters on her walls as a kid and and they were some of the first shows she ever went to and and it was um it it is a bit surreal you know just being welcomed into these these artist houses and 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 you know they just have become our friends and in fact the first time that I met Angela Kelman from farmer's daughter was at a gas station <laughs> in the middle of BC, interior BC, and I was filling up, I was filling up the tour vehicle with gas, and she just walked up to me and said, "You're a singer," and she was right. I was a singer, yeah. <laughs> and we became friends since then. And that that I think is a really good like speaks to what the Canadian That's, country music industry yeah. is. It's just who. People, people just unabashedly coming up to you and being like, I think you're a musician. <laughs> so she could just tell. She just could just tell the way you, the way you looked, kind of? Is that it? I guess so. I, you know what? I think, I think sometimes <laughs> we just have an aura. Yeah, singers, no right. singers, I guess. That's amazing. I was thinking back and to maybe, Farmer's maybe Daughter. Maybe I was I singing. It's possible I was singing and gassing <laughs> up the car at the same time. That could be it. <laughs> She heard your great voice as you were gassing up. But uh, I was thinking back to Farmer's Daughter, and I, I remember hearing them, of course, on the radio all the time. The one song that stands out of my mind at the moment is Cornfield and Cadillacs, which was a great song from them. And, you know, we do a little cover of that one, too. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's That's such a catchy a great one. Song. I love, love that song. Wow. Uh, let's let's talk about the producers for a moment, because that's such a big part of an album. And I know you've got two well-known producers uh, on uh, your EP, A Little Unstable. Tell me about working with them. Um, we are just the luckiest girls to have, been, to have worked with these guys. Um, Jeff Dalziel is, is working on the bulk of the record, and he's got a resume that's incredible. Uh, Washboard Union, um, Brett Kissel. Yep. Allie. Allie. Yeah. Uh, nice. And he's uh, and he's but he's just the greatest. <laughs> he's the best guy. We're actually at his house right now doing this interview. Right on. Um, yeah, we're in the studio this week, um, and so we're doing some. Katie's downstairs playing banjo, being recorded. Um, right. And uh, and we love recording here because 
it it feels like it feels like we're with our our little music family when we're here where we you know we have our we have our own bedrooms we have family meals together it just it's it's the, really just one of the best ways you could possibly record a record we have we have the- uh movie nights we work really hard Dave, <laughs> as you can tell it's horror movies only in the studio though he doesn't let us watch anything anything other than horror films so I don't know if that's okay. part of the process or we're not sure yet. <laughs> it might be so that we're less scared of recording relative <laughs> right. to the movies we watch. That must relative be to the movie, exactly. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. But what, what a setup to, uh, to do an album in a place where you're so comfortable and you're having fun times. Uh, you're not just you know, driving there and then leaving. You're actually uh, there. Like The level, level of comfort you must have is uh, just great. Oh, totally. And and it's really part of, of Jeff's process is, is he wants us to be comfortable because he knows that we'll be at our best when we are comfortable and we'll be able mm-hmm. to be free and creative. And that is, and that is really how he captures us in our, in our best musical form. That is great. Uh, I'll just remind our listeners, I'm speaking with Brandy Caroline and Krista Lee uh, from Calgary's Nice Horse. You can check them out online at nicehorsemusic.com. Their EP, A Little Unstable, is available at iTunes now. And uh, we're going to turn to another song off of the EP. And this one has a great title, Jim, Jack, Johnny, and Jose. Uh, Ladies, tell me uh, all about this song. Well, it, it, we're really sticking to the theme of the fact that these horses like to party in in these songs <laughs> that we're that we're playing today. Um, this is another co-write we wrote again with uh, with Emily and and Karen Kazowski, both great Canadian songwriters. And we just we wanted to write something that was was fun and a little fun and a little cheeky, and that's definitely what this what Jim, Jack, Johnny, and Jose is about. Because if you can't find a suitable male boyfriend, maybe you should just find another way to have fun with, with different men, as <laughs> it were. And does that make me sound like what a great hook. I feel like that might have made me sound Uh-oh. like <laughs> I want to Let's play the song now. We'll come back. I want to ask you about advice you would uh, pass on to up-and-coming singer-songwriters who are uh, trying to make it in the business. Uh, Let's hear from Nice Horse now, and this is called Jim, Jack, Johnny, and Jose on In the Country.
Calgary, Alberta's own Nice Horse, and that song is Jim, Jack, Johnny, and Jose, a great, fun song from them. And uh, let's talk about advice for people listening who are artists and singer-songwriters. Maybe they're kind of starting out in their careers and haven't quite uh, played a lot of gigs or written a lot of songs yet. Uh, what advice would you pass on to them to uh, kind of have a better road and uh, some guidance in the business? Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like, our journey through songwriting has been has has been quite a long one, and I, I feel like where where I personally am at now as a songwriter, I can't imagine of being like being in this place now, even like you know ten years ago when when I was probably when I first really seriously started songwriting, um, and the advice I would give, and I wish I wish I had had this advice before, and to be honest. I'm, I am sure I did, and I'm pretty sure I had lots of people tell me these things, but it was, it's hard to sometimes take the plunge and really grasp it. Um, but write lots and write with everybody. I know when I was, when I was younger, as a young songwriter, I, I felt really precious about some of my ideas. And it would be, and it would be either like I would take months to craft this one song idea that, you know, was deserved all of that time because it was the best idea I'd ever had. And I, and often with those same precious ideas, I wanted to like selfishly write them by myself because I felt like I, I was the only person who could do it justice. I can't even believe that thought process that, that I had as a young songwriter because the, my best work as a writer has come out of writing often, even when you don't feel completely inspired to write, to push yourself to write because you're not always like, you know, you as a songwriter, you should be able to write on your best days and on your worst days and on your most right. creative days and on your mm-hmm. least creative days. Either way, it's, even if the song you come up with is absolute crap, it's, it's good practice. And I just feel like that's so important for songwriters to do is just to be writing continuously. And as far as the co-writing goes, I, every time I co-write, and I know, Krista, I know you feel the same way, and the other girls do too, every co-write, even if the song isn't one that we end up using, we become better songwriters for it. We learn more things. We learn from amazing writers uh, and it might be scary at first, but to push yourself to write with people who exceed your songwriting talent is mm-hmm. is a skill in itself, and it's really important to to be able to master that and and come out out with like you know a product that's better because of it. You must learn a lot co-writes and writing with top writers as you said uh, at, at the level they're at you're picking up on things they do and how they approach writing a song well absolutely and and they just they just push you you know they push you to be better you throw out an idea and they and they poke holes in it and say this okay but 
this part is weak and what if we did something different here and you just you have to be really humble about about accepting criticism and and right. and just constantly pushing yourself to to be better Yep. It's a it's a constant battle with your own ego at times, but it's a but that's a great thing to do. I feel like as a human being, it's a great thing to have to to have to um, you know be confident yet you know gracious and humble at the same time. Those are good lessons to learn, and and being in the songwriting mm-hmm. room for two hours will definitely teach you those lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you've got yeah, you've got to be able to. Uh, as you said, um, take that criticism and not let, not let it knock you down, but know that it's there to improve a song um, and make it better. And uh, you've got to be open to suggestions, especially when they're coming from people who know what they're doing. Yeah, and I mean, it is, it's better, you know, it's always better to do something with people. I think that's what we found going from being in, in different projects to joining as one band. Uh, it's It's always, it feels so much better when you get to succeed with like with people that you respect and admire. And that's like, you know, every song that, that we've co-written, um, we we're excited to, to like work it up alongside these co-writers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think sharing the success of a song, if a song is on an album, if it gets released, if you've written it yourself, that's great. But when you can share that journey with one or two other people, uh, now you're, you're all having a great time watching that song do well. Absolutely. And you just, you, you know, you, you have built in champions for the song that mm-hmm. aren't just your own band. Or your, or your mom and dad. Or your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mom, moms and dads love us no matter what we do, and we're great at everything. But right? you're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get you got to get a huge fan base to love you beyond just family. With that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> 2017 <laughs> is uh, you know still young a young year. Uh, what does Nice Horse want to accomplish uh, this year uh, in your music? Um, well, we're looking ahead to a to a full length album release in the fall, um, and I think a full summer of of rodeos and and festivals. We'll be playing a ton of shows this summer. Um, we just want, we just want to get out there as much as possible. Um, being such a new band, we want, we want to show as many people who Nice Horse is. And that's our, that's our summer job. (laughs) Awesome. Introducing, uh, Nice Horse to music fans everywhere. Exactly. That is so awesome. Well, I know they're going to love the EP, which is available at iTunes called A Little Unstable. Uh, your website is nicehorsemusic.com. And Nice Horse is made up of Kaylee Deborah and Katie Marie. And joining me on the line uh, on this episode of the show is Brandy Caroline and Krista Lee. And thank you, Brandy and Krista, so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. It's been a blast. My guests, once again, have been Nice Horse. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.